Well, 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 welcome to the mayhem Dick and Lloyd mayhem Media mayhem Marketing mayhem You might love it, you might hate it It's my favorite freaking show Come on in. Hey, we love entrepreneurs. And we're on Southwest Boulevard at the factory home of American Shaman. And founder Vince Sanders is on board to talk about how this whole thing got started with a product you are hearing about all over the place. And that product is... CBD here, CBD there. You see CBD everywhere. But well, I think you do, Dick. We are in the room with, uh, could be the king of CBD here in well, the Midwest and maybe the country. We're at the epicenter. That One of the biggest companies that you might have never heard of. We're at American Shaman today. What What is this all about? Well, I need to look up and see what shaman means here. Let's ask Vince. Vince the guy? Vince Sanders. All right. The, the American Shaman. Vince, <laughs> tell us about the name. Absolutely. So the name, interestingly enough, uh, like most of the things we're doing, it was completely unplanned. I decided to do this. It was a very rushed deal to get a product to a show that I had a few weeks to prepare for. So I literally called a graphic artist and, and I said, hey, I've got this deal. And she's like, what is it? And I, oh, it's all organic. It's natural. It's cannabis-based. She's like, whoa, whoa, wait. And I said, just just let me come over and let's let's see if we can figure this out. And so after I got there, told her what the product was, what it, the feeling of it, and what, you know, what the purpose of it was. So she had a general idea of the our imagery, if you will. So then she says, well, what do you want to call it? I'm like, you know, I haven't put any thought into that, but the only name that really comes to me naturally is medicine, man. It just feels right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, if this thing works, that word medicine is going to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> so Plus she, it's sexist. Well, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. It's misogynistic at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, medicine person. That's right. <laughs> doesn't so, have the same ring, but it doesn't. Yeah, you have to go there. So she said, you know, well, well, what else is a medicine man? I'm, I'm like, well, you know, what is it? What else? What's another word for medicine man? And we're just sitting there kind of quietly thinking, looking up. And I'm like, well, shaman? She's like, shaman, I really like that. Yeah. And at the time, as we had talked that, you know, our products, we were making other products made in America. That was big. She's like, well, American shaman, right? And I was like, well, you know, proudly made in America. I'm like, yeah, well, then a CBD American shaman. Kind of look at each other and nodded like, that's it, go. And that's literally in a five-minute conversation where the name came from. And here we are. So wow. to our listeners, there is a lesson in positioning. <laughs> <laughs> Just hurry up and get it done. <laughs> we could have belabored that for months. That's it, right. right. Who, who knows? And if you were trying to think about it now, looking backward, you probably would uh, Who knows what we would have done. But you also wouldn't know that you had, what, 400 stores? That's true. <laughs> we would have not have dreamed of that, in all honesty. So I don't think it hurt. Right. Which is unbelievable. It's right here in Kansas City, and we're with Vince Sanders. And uh, he's got a company called American Shaman. And we're right, up, right down off of Southwest Boulevard, and we're getting a factory tour. We're talking to Vince about all the big plans. A lot going on, huh, Vince? A ton going on. There really is, especially with the uh, Hemp Act, Farming Act just passing and getting getting clarity that, hey, this is black and white legal. There is no gray area. You know, In fact, if you tried to stop interstate commerce, you'd be in trouble with the feds. Well, so. let's talk about for a minute here. What was it like before the law passed? What was it? Because you've been around for a while. Yeah, we're, you know, we're four, just over four years old, which makes us a grandfather of this industry. That's mm -hmm. how new the industry is, yeah. right? You know, we're one of the, the guys that were broke ground at the very beginning. So you always had a lot of gray area, a lot of, well, this person interprets the law to say that, this person interprets it to say this. So early on, there was always a fear of, hey, we, you know, is there going to be a knock on the door and we get raided? I mean, mm -hmm. you literally, sure, you, yeah. every day, you just got up and went to work with like, hey, maybe today's the day, it's, mm -hmm. you know, that, that may be coming. And, you know, there were times where, you you know, you thought about it and you're like, yeah, this is, is, this, is it, how risky is it? Is it worth right. it? And, but when you saw the magic and saw what this does and what it did for people, you're, you quickly said, yeah, no, this is worth it. Let's go. Now that brings me to ask you, how did you get into this? I mean, uh, this right. has something to do with that, right? It does. It does. And, you know, it, 
although I have been as a, the the term serial entrepreneur, I've been self-employed my entire life, and unbeknownst to me, really. Uh, Kind of went to school. Everything I learned led up to what I've done here. Okay. You know, I didn't. I didn't know I was getting that schooling for this. But so I had an uncle that was a little older than me, more like a big brother, who in 2012 uh, was diagnosed with fourth stage lung cancer. He'd smoked since he was a teenager, mm-hmm. and he was right here at KU. And, and uh, I remember, you know, the, when he first went in, talked to the oncologist. They'd identified, okay, you've got it in your bones, your brain, both lungs. It, you know, you're you're covered up. And they said, look, we, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to, to save you, but we've got to be honest as well. 90% of the people with fourth-stage lung cancer are gone in six months. That's, that's just the mm-hmm. statistic. Sure. So when he delivered that news, obviously uh, it, it didn't, wasn't well-received. And I, I just decided somehow, some way... I'm gonna save him. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, you always hear the the miracle stuff that the FDA hasn't approved that's in Mexico City or right, so yeah, or wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I literally glued myself to Google, and in all my fallow moments, I just kept doing research on small cell lung cancer, and my magic never really showed. And you know, we're six weeks in, and and he's really fading, and he's he's looking bad. So out of desperation, I should back up. I kind of got ahead of myself. When I very first started researching, there was all kinds of stuff on cannabis. And it was it was so funny. I think back about it now. Those were the things that I just immediately close out and keep moving. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, pot cures cancer. Let's go. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, you just totally dismissed it. So, but once I, I reached this point of, hey, I'm not finding anything. Let's, let's look at this cannabis. Maybe there's something there. If nothing else... It'll ease the pain because he was in a lot of pain. And as I started to dig into it, I'm like, whoa, wait, there's a lot of science here. It, you know, it may not be from the U.S., but there's a lot out of, you know, a fair amount out of, out of Europe. But the majority was out of Israel or Spain. Those are the big leaders in this technology. And I, that's when I learned about CBD. I mean, I didn't know what CBD was, you know, 2012. Nobody hardly really knew what CBD was if you didn't live in, were a doctor or something mm-hmm. in Israel. I thought, I just started looking at these stats and these lung cancer and brain cancers and things that have been completely reversed with it. And like, wow, maybe this is it. So then I'm like, okay, how do I get this CBD? Well, there's no way to get it, right? I mean, other than even in Israel, it's, you go, they have healthcare over there, you know, which is paid for government mm-hmm. socialized medicine. But you have to be diagnosed. You have to be an Israeli citizen. You get a prescription, you get your CBD, and, and you can do it. So... You know, I literally, I, by chance, happened to have several Israeli friends, and I started reaching out to them. They were doing some quick research. Hey, could we get a prescription somehow? And we weren't really making a lot of headway there. So I thought, well, you know, because I, I had researched it and, and, and knew enough about the plant that it was the preferred source of CBD is from real genetic cannabis, the way it grows in the wild, or, or hemp. Mm-hmm. You know, marijuana is simply the same plant that's been bred for centuries to be higher and higher in its psychoactive qualities. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you did like that HPLC machine that we were looking at earlier, mm-hmm. you, although there's over 100 cannabinoids, you'd literally see a flat line or a tiny bump if you ran marijuana, and then you'd hit this huge spike, which would be your THC. And that the modern marijuana plant is very, very high in THC, and mm-hmm. it's robbed its ability to make the other cannabinoids because all the plant's effort goes into making that one cannabinoid. Interesting. So that really wasn't a way to find it. So by that same thinking, I'm like, hey, we're in the Midwest. This was winter at the time. I mean, if it was summer, I'd have gone out and looked. But, you know, there's plenty of wild hemp here, you know, quote, mm-hmm. Kansas ditchweed or whatever you want to refer to it. So I just started asking everybody I could think of. I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, quote, unquote, ditchweed. I want marijuana, but if it gets you high, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. People sure. look at you like you're, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. You want marijuana that doesn't get you high? What, you, what Vets went off the deep end or what? I'd explain, hey, this is what I'm thinking. They'd still look at you kind of odd, but it was better received. They at least understood why you're looking for it. I didn't think, you know, it, I really didn't think it'd ever show up. Well, within a few weeks, people took me seriously. There was a lot of, st- I got quite a bit of material. So I just made a crude extract. I, I literally put it in a coffee grinder and, and turned it into a, a fine powder. I agitated it in ethanol, grain alcohol, strained out the plant material, put it on a rice cooker, evaporated the alcohol off and you're left with a, a resin, black resin that we just literally scoop up with a credit card and draw into a syringe. Now I had no way of testing it. I mean, right. I had no way of knowing 
what was in mm-hmm. it, right? Sure, yeah. It, this was all guesswork, but you're at the point, you had nothing to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. So I explained to my uncle the, my thoughts, my research, what I'd done. Same thing, he had nothing to lose. So he's like, yeah, so we, we literally filled his pockets with these syringes. And he's like, how much do I take? How often do I take? Well, of course, well, who knows? Well, there is, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. You're, so you're the test rat. You're it, right. We're, we're guessing. So I'm like, just take, I'm like, hey, I seem to be able to get as much of this as I want. So just keep putting it under you. If you can do it at that time, sublingual, just squeeze it from the syringe under your tongue and, and let it absorb just as often as you can. What tasted, as you can imagine, pretty bad. Took him a few weeks to kind of get over that. Once he did, it, it was pretty impervious to it. So he was taking large quantities of it. 30 days goes by. He was going for body scans every 30 days to see if the chemo and radiation was working or was it growing, was it holding stable? And you're always praying it was shrinking, but it never was. First 30 days on the after the CBD, when he goes in for the body scan, they're like, oh my God, great news. We had no growth this month. It held stable. It looks like maybe it's responding, you know, because we didn't tell them, you know, the chemotherapy protocol we have you on is, is hopefully working. So we don't, you know, we don't care whether it's the, the hemp or the, the you know, the, the radiation or the chemo or combination mm-hmm. thereof. The fact was it didn't grow, so everybody's excited. 60 days go by and he's visibly looking better. It's gone from his brain, it's gone from his bones, and it's dramatically shrank in his right lung. And they're like, you look to be like a, a medical miracle. This is going to, if you continue yeah. like this, you're going to be sure. a case study, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, as you can imagine, we're static. 90 days goes by, he's he's pretty much cancer-free. He has one single tumor in his left lung that's like eight millimeters. No. That's no. it. So he continues to go, but he's, he's really in complete remission. I mean, it's looking like a miracle. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. So every month we're going back, you know, getting getting scans, and he's clear, clear, clear. He comes about two days after a, a scan, several months after, you know, he was in remission. He developed all these little blisters on his forearm. And he called his doctor, and said, hey, "I've got all these little blisters, forearm." Doctor said, "Hey, come in, let me let me look. Staph infection." They immediately put him in the hospital, put him on every antibiotic you can imagine. But his immune system was gone because of all the chemo. Mm-hmm. So, in long story short, he died in two weeks of a staph infection. I'll be darned. Wow. And honestly, at the time, it was uh, it was harder than if he died of the cancer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because Cause we thought we had hope. it. Yeah. We had it, right? And to die like that was... But that is a... And I'm sure there's a... Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's a, a, a sub-thing that says, all outcomes are different. This may not be your outcome. Well, absolutely. It is, it, I'm sure there's absolutely. a sub-thing and, say, you yeah. know, and But what a way to get... To get that's how it started. Introduced to this. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. And, that, and yeah. then that, of course, was such a such an experience that it's it it piqued well, your interest and spurred you on. And then correct. how to, to go from that to becoming essentially the industry leader right. in four years, right? Well, so he, after he died, about eighteen months of R and D. You know, once he had died, I was like, you know, this this CBD stuff's pretty amazing. This is something that should you know people should have access to. So then I just dedicated my time to figuring out how to actually do it. Wow. To do mm-hmm. it right. Right. Yeah. So about eighteen months of research and R D, I figured out at the time you couldn't grow it here. So I, I found out how to import it from Europe. I found out how to really properly extract it, how to get tests done on it to know, mm-hmm. hey, what's the purity of this? What's the concentration? What do we do? How do we remove the lipids that aren't absorbed very well by the body? All these different things. I just kept R&D and, and figured out. So how much of this R&D was dealing with the government regulatory problems and how much of it was figuring out So the regulatory how do I problems really... were just a matter of figuring out how to get it imported. Okay. Right? But you couldn't grow it here? I couldn't grow it here. No, you couldn't grow it. Not yeah, you legally could not grow hemp. It was the same as marijuana. Mm-hmm. Same thing as far as the government was concerned. So once the hardest part was figuring out how to properly import it. How do I get my hands on this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how that was in quantity, right? And then once it's here, what, how do I extract it? What do I do? How do I make things with it? How do I test it? How do I know what's really here? Right? You know. So again, other than like my uncle's scenario, like, hey, here's this stuff in these tubes. Just start 
eating it, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. as much as you can. Now I had, okay, this is what's in here. This is the concentration. I've got a 10%, a 5%, whatever. This is, take it this many times a day, use it like this. And that's what, you know, again, it took about 18 months to, to dial that in. Uh, but once we got there, it was like, wow, we, I've got it. I really have, I have something real here. So honestly, when I first had it, it was not an idea of a business at, at all. It was just like, hey, this is something really cool, amazing that I could help people with. And, but my, truly, my sole focus was in my mind because that's where I'd come from was cancer. Like, hey, there's all these cancer patients. But then it's like, well, how do we get to these cancer patients? How do we expose people to it? So there's ideas of, you know, dark web and all this kind of stuff. I'm thinking, oh, we could do something on there. And, but it's like, Vince, you don't know anything about the dark web. You don't know anybody. You don't even, mm -hmm. yeah, how are you going to do this, right? right. <laughs> the reality is like, this is not that realistic. You're, you know, you don't know any Russian computer hackers, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, this is not realistic. Yeah. This is, you're dreaming. So at the time, like I said, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. At the time, I had an e-liquid company. And I had a booth every year at, in Las Vegas at the ASD show, which is a, the largest consumer show every year in Vegas. And I had it in the tobacco section next to convenience store. So you got that good cross traffic. And it was early February of, of 15. And that show was March 1st of 15. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll just make some like some kind of a e-liquid or something to introduce it. You know, mm -hmm. while I'm there, I'll just like do something with this. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about that, and it was just this feeling like, you know, that just doesn't feel right. That just isn't what this is, you know? It, so then I'm like, but what, you know, what is it? What, you know, but because there's an opportunity to be in front of literally millions of people. So I'm, this is a, a rare opportunity if so I can make it work. So you have this basic, uh, this basic ingredient that you've produced, this rosin or, right. or whatever it is, right. and you're going, how do I start to... Uh, identify how this will meet the market. How do I get this in people's hands? What are the in products? What form? Yeah. What mm -hmm. product? Correct. I mean, most people would look at that and they'd say, "My God, that's who in the world would take that on?" Right. Nobody has done this. Nobody, right. It's you and some rosin that you figured out how to extract. Right. Already by miraculous means, just right, and just, now mm. you're trying to create a market that doesn't exist. No, beyond not exist, we had pushback like you can't imagine. Oh, you know, the, pushback. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. the pushback was unreal, especially a market that's not allowed, correct? Well, you know, everybody, exist. well, that's how's that legal? That can't be legal. What's marijuana? No, it's yeah. not marijuana. Here's here's the here's the law, here's how it re you know. So, that's one thing that helped us really become who we are because. From day one, it was education, education, education. That's all we did was explain why this was legal, how it worked, why it worked, all these different you know, scientific and legal things that were fairly complicated, but you got used to making them pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So somebody who knew nothing could grasp it and could understand what you were talking about. And that was what worked. And so as we, our knowledge base grew, we continued to educate people with and bring everybody else's knowledge base further and further and further. I mean, you know, it's, it's just like the nanotechnology. We were a year, 18 months in, about 14 months in, and the biggest problem was the expense. CBD is not inexpensive now, but it was about four times more expensive then. Mm -hmm. Time we imported it and everything, it was just a nightmare. And I knew the bioavailability was only 10%. I'm like, literally 90% of what these people are paying for is getting wasted. Imagine you handed me a $100 bill and I hand you back 10 bucks. Yeah, would, sure. would you be happy with that transaction? <laughs> I mean, that's because that's what you're getting. Yeah. And I knew this and I struggled with it. So I'm like, the very best way to make this affordable and get people's hands and, and not cheat them, really, honestly, it was to make it more bioavailable. So I thought, well, how can I do that? And again, back to the drawing board, I just started studying bioavailability, and that's when I came upon nanotechnology. Since 2006, Big Pharma has spent on average about $15 billion a year on research in nanotechnology, and the government gives $5 billion a year in block grants. So at this point, we're probably 13 years in, a quarter of a, a trillion dollars, $250 billion on nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. So as, although this has all been done with synthetic ingredients made in labs, there was still a lot of 
roadmap out there to follow. So that's what we did. We just started following this roadmap that had been laid out by Big Pharma and some large universities and published material. Nobody had ever done it with a natural oil, but we thought, hey, you know, the technology exists, hopefully we can do this. So you're breaking it down so it goes into the body easier. Correct. That's it, correct, yeah. It, and you were the pioneer in doing this with any natural oil. We're it, yeah, we're it. Yeah, 2016, when we launched the, the nano product, that was it. That was the the first nanoized natural oil there was in the world. I mean, that was it. That was Incredible. That was it. Yeah, and we filed a provisional patent on it, and some big farm guys actually gave me advice, guys that had been in big farm and gone out on their own, and, and they're like, Vince, once you patent this, it's out there black and white, and people have got to change it 15%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, you're going to lay a road you're map gonna out. You're going to nudge it. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. like, you're better off keeping it proprietary. Mm-hmm. So you have your provisional patent lasts a year. And when it expired, I elected to not renew it. So what we do now is proprietary. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some new, actually, in the next six weeks, we have a whole new formulation coming out that's even better than what we have. But so it's, again, that's what we do. We're always raising the bar. How can we make this better? Even if it's just, a, at this point, we've made the huge leaps, right? There's not a lot of huge leaps left. Right. So now we can just tweak it and tune it and dial it in as close to perfection as we can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you have this unique value proposition. Mm-hmm. You have this nanoized, so it's access, biologically accessible. Yeah, so it's so small. And so the quality the, of the product is by far and away. Oh, it's 10 times. It's literally 10 times. leader. And yeah. so you are able to take this unique competitive advantage that you have and make hay with it right, right. away. That's it. Because you have an astounding number of these. I was shocked to learn. Tell us about... American shaman's footprint right now. So yeah, our franchise what? system, there's a little over 300 stores. Uh, we have about 100 either building out or finding locations to build out. So in the next you know, 60 days, we'll be at 400 stores. And then we're adding, you know, right now they're writing 50 plus new franchises a month. And these are spread nationwide? Nationwide, yeah. We're all up the West Coast, most of the East Coast, throughout the Midwest. I honestly, this sounds ignorant, I haven't counted lately. Last time I counted, we we're in 22 states. Mm-hmm. We're probably. Just so everybody knows, this product is legal in all 50 states. 100%. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And so potentially, these could, you could open American Shaman stores with the full product line in every market. Everywhere. How many of those are local in the Kansas City market? So the KC market right now has 34 stores. Uh, there's two building out, so there'll be 36. There's a few little holes out there. My guess is it'll end up somewhere in the low 40s before we're pretty much at market saturation. And how many stores are company-owned and how many are franchised? Uh, the vast majority are franchised. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we do have some company stores and we have stores that we participate in. Maybe a guy has three or four stores and wants to do more, but he's looking for financing or something, so we, we get involved in a partnership basis. So. Well, that is a huge retail presence. Um, it is. I, 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 I don't mean, know how many CVS stores there are in Kansas City, but I imagine you're getting close to. Yeah, I bet there's not that many. Parity. Yeah, it'd be interesting actually. I haven't thought about that to see maybe Starbucks or somebody who who has that kind of volume of stores like <laughs> McDonald's or Subway or yeah, sure, well, how yeah. many there are in Kansas City. I hadn't even thought about it's it. It's really it. it's shocking to people who don't because you're not on page one of the paper every day or on the radio and you're not. I mean, it's kind of a secret. Yeah, we've kind of discreetly built this. You have. Uh, I mean, for I guess the cat's out of the bag as far as you're concerned now, as far as there's no reason to uh, for any uh, laying low at this point. Right. Uh, it's completely above boards, and uh, and really, we can. Uh, you're actually bringing the factory mm-hmm. to the people. You're you're. We should say, Dick, we're down here on, it's a cool, hip area. You're down here on Southwest Boulevard, great factory building here, and you're going to uh, open this up to uh, visitors, kind of like the Boulevard model, kind of like Roastery. You're down here with those Same exact thing, yeah. Tours, yeah. Tours. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll be doing tours, uh, so you'll be able to walk through a full-blown canvas facility and see how these products are made, see what you guys have seen, but Mm -hmm. in person. 
and we hope to do that within you know roughly 90 days I mean we're we're very close so what's really cool about that is to my knowledge there are no cannabis facilities that you can tour anywhere you know, doesn't matter if you're in California or Denver there's nothing that you can no, the sure. public can go through so well, this is a pretty unique deal. It is. It's a fascinating place, and you've got you're, you'll have infused beverages and product available at, for the tours. And, Absolutely. And you can see where the uh, where the product gets packaged and produced, tested, and tested. Yeah, right. and nanonized. And there are these great big <laughs> giant bags of hemp. Of hemp. That's right. Yeah. That it's it's really. I mean, with big cartoonish buds, and right. you look at it, and I mean, it looks like a prop out of uh, one of those uh, uh, Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Chong movie. movies. <laughs> yeah, right. it does. What do you see in the the state of Missouri and Kansas now, as far as growers? It's, that, that's <clears> going to explode, also. Isn't it is. It, it is. So. I don't know how many licensed growers there are in Missouri. Uh, Kansas, although there were literally hundreds of farmers that were interested, uh, the the rules and regs that should be better next year in 20. But this first year were so thick and complicated that the farmers, when they read through there, the perception was, is yeah, I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna wait on mm -hmm, this. Sure. So March 1st was the deadline to have your license. Uh, Three or four days prior to that, there was only 12 licensed farmers in Kansas. So okay. there, there are probably less than two dozen that will actually be grown. And that's an, also at an 80 acre maximum. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're going to grow around the area also. We are. Too. So we, yeah, we have some farmers that we've contracted mm -hmm. uh, already. So we'll grow in Missouri and Kansas. And what's kind of cool is we'll see how, overall how much product we have as far as servicing the entire nation that's from here local. Next year, we for sure could do it. but. At least the local stuff we set aside the plant material that was grown here locally So you know that within you know, maybe a hundred mile radius of where you're at that the product literally was grown and produced mm -hmm. Be pretty neat. What do you think uh, talking about product for a minute? What do you think of your products is most used? What's your top seller now and and how are people using it? So the top seller is the water-soluble hands down mm -hmm. that, that is uh, you just add it to a beverage and drink it That's the the first nano product and they're using that for a variety of things right variety. from anxiety to uh, Whatever so. you I mean the mm -hmm. list is so long that yeah I mean I know there are issues about making claims about you know the curative product correct uh, sure we have to be but, very careful with that but really if you get online and just look for people making uh, you know uh, endorsements really? on the web page yeah. your web page you've got some testimonial stuff the testimonials they're pretty mm -hmm. pretty darn uh, convincing you look at that and you say well there's if it is a uh, uh, placebo effect it's pretty strong it's a good one it's an it, amazing it really works yeah, yeah exactly uh -huh. and tell us about a consumer walking what what would you expect to see and and what's the vibe like going into a retail store that has the American shaman name I noticed there was a little one on Johnson Drive when I was driving down mission mm -hmm. they're all over town obviously what can a consumer expect to see and what are the what are the products like that are available so the the feel of our store is that of a med spa it you know mm -hmm. it's all organic there's just wood and stone features and comfortable seating and again back to our education the first thing we want you to do is experience the product we want to give you samples of the water soluble we want you to try the topical you have an elbow or a neck hurting we want you to put it on and then we sit down and comfortably just Listen to you know why you're there and tell you what our products are. What what is CBD? We start with the basics with full spectrum oil. What is how is it processed? What does it do? Why does it do it? But your endocannabinoid system. Then we get into the the nanotechnology. So in 15 minutes you have a pretty good understanding of how this works and why. And at that time, because the nanotechnology works so fast, well I can literally ask you how's your X. Mm -hmm. And sure. you can tell me. Yeah. While well, they're that, sitting there. There are a few products where you can actually uh, have that kind of response. Well, yeah, truly. I mean, I, mean, I don't... That's amazing. That it, yeah, it works that quickly. And, and, and that So you can go in there and have a test experience is what you're saying. Stop it. You see one of those places, American Shaman Store, yep. go in there and you can get a, a sample of this stuff. And see. 100%. And so you've got 
tinctures, ointments, creams, uh, animal products, edibles, you know, everything. Talk about the animal products. So the, yeah. this is for like your, you got an old dog with arthritis or. Yeah, and you know, here's, this is kind of because we were talking about the placebo thing earlier, is I truly see even better results in dogs mm -hmm. than I do people. Okay. Well, it's amazing as that, that sounds. dismisses the placebo that's, effect. That's exactly uh -huh. Unless it. Unless your right. dog, dog really <laughs> understands <laughs> English. Exactly. Yeah, the dog has no idea. He's just taking it. Yeah. yeah. And, and if your 15-year-old dog with hip dysplasia that you're basically carrying in, in and out of the door to go to the bathroom suddenly is running around the house and jumping up on the bed and playing yeah. like a puppy, something happened. Something went on. Yeah. <laughs> So this is amazing. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about a 15-year-old dog. Uh, elderly people, do they ha have they kind of embraced this? Because there's Very such a so. limited amount of things you can do with traditional medicine with the elderly. Uh, you know, you can, they can pop an occasional opioid. They can put on, you know, rub topical ibuprofen on their joints and these things. But, I mean, people yep. have everybody gets arthritis their bones start rubbing together yeah. and and we're all going to get inflammatory diseases yeah. in one sort or another as so we is, age. is this something that's it is yeah so you, know, you have tremendous anti-inflammatory abilities and just general neurological control you know just things that you see commonly like bell's palsies and things that you know really I'm, oh i mean if if I had Bell's palsy and was like this and, and that was a water soluble I was drinking, you would watch within minutes my hands slow and stop. I mean, it's amazing. And we're not talking like maybe, we're talking like those type of things. This is a silver bullet. If it's neurological, it almost always works. From epilepsy to a palsy, we have tons of MS. Now have the scientists been able to isolate and identify what the properties are in the CBD that's that's causing this neurological we, effect. Yeah, so we have a pretty good idea. So your endocannabinoid system, which is a lot of physicians don't know because they weren't trained in medical school, which is a, a system goes throughout your body and every cell of your body has cannabinoid receptors. You have CB1, which is a psychoactive receptor. You have CB2, which is the receptor that CBD works on to a certain degree. CBD also works on a lot of a different immune response like TPRVs and, and different immune sensors throughout the body. What the endocannabinoid system does is produces homeostasis or balance. It's a thermostat, so to speak, for the body. It keeps you in balance in all things. Neurological, body temperature, pain management, and blood control, glycemic levels, a host of things is what the endocannabinoid system does. It's a system of balance. Keeps you here, not here, here. Keeps you where you're supposed to be. So what happens is your body makes THC. It's called anandamide which means bliss in Sanskrit. That's why they named it. So when you get a runner's high, it's not, quote, endorphins, it's anandamide. They know now mm -hmm. why you feel like that. It's mm -hmm. your natural THC release. You make CBD natural, it's called 2-AG. So these same receptors, it fits and produces the same result. The problem is, is they're lipids. So your body makes these out of omega-3 specifically. These endocannabinoids, endo means you made them, cannabinoids. But due to our diets, virtually everyone in Western society is walking around endocannabinoid deficient because you don't have enough omega-3s for your body to produce the cannabinoids it needs. So it's like trying to build a brick house without bricks. It doesn't work very well. So what we do is we supplement it with exocannabinoids from the outside. So we get you back in that balance of what your body would be doing if your diet was right. Wow. So really, it's a, in a way, it's a nutritional supplement. That's really what it is. You know, this is a, a step, it's a supplement to supplement the overall health of your body. Now, let's say you're taking omega-3 supplements. And I recommend that highly. Can you overdo with CBD something? So you... here's the interesting thing is Western medicine or Western thinking is if a little is good, a lot is better. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case with CBD or cannabinoids. There's an inverse bell curve. So an upside down curve like this. So as we take more and more CBD, we eat better, 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 we plateau. Mm -hmm. As you take more, your body starts blocking that receptor. So we actually start getting reduced results. The interesting thing is after about 90 days when your body's back in balance or homeostasis, you need less. So it, you know, everybody was at lunch when you guys are going through, that's why we have those rooms full of customer service people. Because mm -hmm. after you've been on this 90 days or so, you're back in balance and you need less. But what does your normal mentality think? 
oh, I've, I've developed a resistance to it, I need more. Sure. You start taking yeah. more, so then you get even worse results. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, God. See, that happened to me with red wine, Dick. Did it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they came out and told you, you know, have a couple glasses, it's good for there you. There you go. I went with that. You, I ran with it. Yeah. I, I that figured was hourly, wasn't it? good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the people you got here. Because mm -hmm. I've been out here a couple of times, talked to you, talked to the folks. These people are really great people, and they're really into Thank what you. they're doing. You're right. Yeah. So, as an entrepreneur, I look at this story and I say, you know, people really need to understand. I mean, you're a great lesson on entrepreneurship yeah. about what I think it's about, which is the best people in the world are entrepreneurs because they're looking at a and, and your case is a great example of why you got into this. It's for enlightened self-interest. People come to create businesses and have a vision and take those risks and risks are so vilified these days. Right. We're taught in school that risk is bad because these are academicians teaching us this. But you have faced incredible risk to do this, but your vision was, I, I, it started with your, your uncle, yep. and it's like, I'm gonna help cancer patients, I'm gonna help people, and you just, you realize there's a need, there's a market, and and then you brought these people together somehow to me miraculously. I I look at this and I look at I've it as miraculous. Tried to build, I've tried to build staffs of people that could have this kind of energy, but you know, maybe it's a CBD, I don't know. But it sure is a is a great staff. It's a great looking place. This is gonna be a fun tour for everybody. Well we hope so. That's uh... so Dick, we're talking to Vince Sanders. He's had a, a heck of a story here with American Shaman. It's an unbelievable success story. It's just beginning. It's a Kansas City company, and uh, everybody needs to uh, pay attention and, and look out for this because you're going to have to come in here and get a tour of this place mm -hmm. in the very near future, the next few months. Uh, you're going to want to see this. It's really a fascinating place. It's a great story, too. And I think we'll take a little look around the building, too. All right, so Vince, what are we looking at here? What is this thing here? This so you're looking at a fill line. Yeah. Uh, this is a forehead fill line. You fill four bottles at a time. This tightens the caps. Then that'll put a shrink sleeve on, runs through that oven, which melts it to okay. make sure it's tamper resistant, passes it here to the labeler, collects here, the guys package it, then they'll take it to quality control. We'll check, make sure the fill levels are correct, the labels are on straight, you know, that, that type top is tight, shrink band and security is there, and then they'll approve it and they'll put an approved label on, then it'll go up here into stock. Okay. So now this has got to be a custom made machine. Completely custom made, yeah. Yeah. Very expensive. On. Yeah, now you're a lot of money. Uh, we have two new machines that are. One will be delivered in roughly two weeks, and another is a water fill line. And we're leaving that at a water facility with a, a natural spring in Illinois. So wow. that'll be 20-ounce bottles of water with 10 milligrams in them. That'll, you know, just pick up at your convenience store for 3 bucks, okay. and boom. No kidding. So, yeah. it's, so it's like spring water with a little CBD. 100%. Yeah. In fact, it's really interesting is this particular company you learn as you do things right is there's international competitions on flavor of waters and this company for the last 20 years has placed first or second in the water quality tasting all around the world wow oh no kidding yeah and they're gonna now they're gonna package this under their brand no no it's us it'll oh, be american it? shaman all yeah right. it's our water we're just letting them do it they're the the water guys right and they have the best water supply they're already set up and doing this spring water but they were just questionable. They didn't want to take the risk of the FDA, some kind of issue, and then coming in and taking their equipment. So they said, look, if you'll do the equipment and put it in here, we'll do it. Okay. So we had a custom line built, uh, squeezed it in their facility, and uh, that's it. So April-ish, we should have that on the market. Okay. Now, we were just recently in another room here in the building, and uh, explain what was going on in there again. The, there's a couple different rooms that we're in. So the one is we're actually sifting for seed right now. There's, mm -hmm. there's a seed crisis. Uh, and since the federal hemp bill passed, there's an enormous 
demand for hemp to be grown all over the United States. The guys who are growing it, obviously, are the ones who have the seed. So they're trying to grow more. So they're hoarding their seed. A lot of the seed is destroyed because up until now, there wasn't anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So you would separate it. So we would make the oil out of the, the floral material, and the seeds were essentially discarded or maybe animal feed at best case. So with this shortage, supply and demand, hemp seed now, quality hemp seed, is $10,000 a pound. Wow. So as we're planning for this year's grow, we're looking at this going, well, this is crazy. And although all of our biomass we had converted already to the floral material to turn into oil, we happen to have a ton of it sitting. So roughly 20% of seed. So I'm like, oh, my God, gift from the gods. If we if we sift this seed out, we got about 400 pounds of seed we can plant, you know. Sure. All that other seed's gone, though, that you have. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Wasted. <laughs> like, wow, we didn't know it was uh, correct. gold. That's true, true. I mean, think about $10,000 a pound. It's almost gold. Boy. It's hard to, hard to imagine, really. And you're planting that in where Kentucky, you say? So we grow in Kentucky. We grow in Montana. We have a 10,000-acre farm in Montana that is irrigated, and we also have a processing facility there as well. That's unbelievable. Now, where else will uh, is that it, or are you going to grow in other parts so of the country? So we're growing in Kentucky. Uh, we have uh, grow partnerships in Colorado, and then we're going to grow in Kansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma this okay. year. Yeah. I've got about an acre in my backyard. Uh, I can, can certainly let you have that. You uh, just it. give me a handful of seed as we leave today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you could do it in Kansas or Missouri. Just got to apply. Uh, what what is the variety of hemp called that so the, you're growing? The, the variety that the seed that we just saw is cherry wine, and that's the the variety, the genetic variety we really prefer. And right now, there's a lot of agronomist crossbreeding things, trying to get different cannabinoid and terpene profiles. But we found that to be the most robust cannabinoid and terpene profile, which is the real quote. I don't like to use the word, but medicine mm-hmm. uh, and that that the plant offers. Uh, it also is very strong and hardy, so we can we, we when we put it in the ground, we know it's going to survive. Sure. Yeah. Now, when you see hemp growing in Kansas or mm-hmm. Missouri, is it normally that variety? Is no, that no? It's not. It's it could be. It's most likely a fiber variety that was grown, okay. for, you know, because hemp in the United States traditionally was grown for fiber everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was grown for fiber, right? For clothing, for ship sales, for the seed stock, for food. You know, porridge in the Middle Ages that the poor ate were hemp seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's where they got their protein, omega-3s. and That's why they're actually healthier than the, the rich people. <laughs> There's a little bit more yeah, sure. stuff Come on. Okay. All right. because we got some nanotechnology over yeah. here. Uh-oh, we're going into the nanotechnology room here, I guess. Huh? So what you're looking at, these machines are nanomachines. And essentially what's going on here is this chamber is creating enormous pressures, over 100,000 PSI. So there's more pressure in there than a hand grenade. This is all spacecraft-grade titanium. Wow. And even with those kind of pressures, it even wears out. And we we'll have to replace it. So essentially you take this, you put your nano product in here, it filters it through and it explodes it. And every time it goes through, it continues to make that particle size smaller and mm-hmm. smaller mm-hmm. and smaller until it gets to the, the quote sweet spot. We call it the Goldilocks zone. Uh, science would say that 50 nanometers is the perfect spot or slightly larger. Anything under 50 nanometers is potentially so small that it passes directly through the cell. Okay. So the reason we do that is bioavailability. We want you to get more. Typical CBD out there is all in oil, and it's very low bioavailability. Mm-hmm. So if you put, most things are oil under your tongue. If you put 10 milligrams under your tongue, science is one milligram, one-tenth of that, 10% is what gets in your blood. Okay. Nine of those 10 milligrams go down the stool, literally. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's completely wasted. Okay. So when you're dealing with a substance like CBD that's very expensive... It made sense early on to start trying to figure out ways to make it more bioavailable. How do we get more into people so they can take less and reduce mm-hmm. their cost? That's how it led us down the nano emulsion. Now, is all of your product run through this or just a certain portion no, of it that's it, called nano? No, we, we nano. Everything we do is nano. We do make oil tinctures for people that are old school. We mm-hmm. hate to do it. We do everything we can to talk you out of buying it. Yeah. And very few of our people do. But we do still sell some oil-based tinctures and capsules. So everything you're putting in, your drops that you put in the water and things like that are all the nano. That's has, nano. That's yeah. why, you know, oil and water separate. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. But when we nano it, then it becomes 
water. I mean, it just blends in the water okay. like a, any other liquid, or like the uh, the roastery coffee that we're drinking mm-hmm. goes directly in that coffee because it's banana. Sure, yeah. So it emulsifies completely. Completely emulsifies. And yeah. that's just for the things that are ingested, or is that for ointments? As Even well? the topicals we use. Okay. Yeah, we use the nano. So we nano into water and vegetable glycerin. The vegetable glycerin, by nature, is sweeter. Gives you a little, you know, more. For instance, the lemon. If it's with the VG, it tastes like lemonade because of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. If you put it with just the water soluble, it tastes like lemon water. So this is one of the things that really separates you from a lot of other <laughs> suppliers. If you yeah. go online and look about, uh, look up the quality yep. of CBD, and you see a lot of testimonials, you'll see that uh, that universally the brand American Shaman is in high regard on there and Absolutely. so this technology is part of this that. This is what this is what really puts it over the top. So we we start with the very best oils, the very best extracts. They're full you hear full spectrum misused a lot. A lot of guys call everything but full spectrum which have only CBD in them. Mm-hmm. There's good studies that CBD alone is only about 30% as effective as a full true full spectrum oil. There's over 100 known cannabinoids. Uh, CBD is one of them. But all of them synergistically work together to produce a result that's greater than the sum is greater than the parts. And if you just do the CBD, which is what the vast majority of people do because it's easier, you end up with a, a, a product that's just not that good. Even if it set aside, if it's legit and has everything in it that they say it does, which most don't. So this is probably the little stand on the corner <laughs> where they had the CBD sign up and a couple bottles out on the tabletop that's foldable, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's pass yeah. that one up. Yeah, pass, uh, yeah. Keep keep moving. Drive on by. Right. Right. I'm drinking a delicious beverage here. It's got a roastery name on it, mm-hmm. and this has got American Shaman CBD infusion. Right. It does. It does. And it's delicious. It's a cold brew coffee cold and brew coffee. Now, you have of, it on tap here now. We it's do. Certainly are, not available on tap to the public. There is are, it? No, there are some. We have several stores that do have taps. Oh, is that so right? you can go in and fill a growler, right? No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, I saw an article, one of the few articles I've seen on this company, miraculously. Right. I, it's unbelievable to me that this is not a household name up uh, in, in Kansas, Kansas City, City, especially, right? Especially. But I saw that you did a canned product with the roastery. Right. And tell me how that's going. I mean, this is it's delicious. Selling it's selling incredible. Yeah, it's I mean, selling at the roastery and at American Shaman At shops. all of our stores locally. Okay. The thing about a cold brew is there's no preservatives in there, so it has to be kept cold and shipped cold. So it's only in the metro area where you can get it. We, you Because know, we have franchises all around the country, and they all would love to have it. But we haven't found an economical way to ship it cold where they could all have it, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because it, it sells crazy. It, the thing about cold brew, and I've learned all this since partnering with the roastery, is you have twice as much caffeine, but only a third of the acid. So if you drink a lot of coffee, it upsets your stomach, right? Because of the acid. Mm-hmm. Cold brew doesn't do that, but you'll get so much more caffeine. An eight-ounce can of that cold brew has twice as much caffeine as a Red Bull. That's how much is there. Now you tell me. Now, wow. exactly. I just had 14 ounces of it. So we don't really know if you're getting hit by caffeine or CBD. <laughs> And the cool thing is the CBD, we, we practice with a lot. An 8-ounce can with about 10 milligrams of the water-soluble nano-CBD is like the perfect balance. So you get amped up and focused, but you don't get jittery or butterfly, you know, the way too sure. much caffeine yeah. makes you. So it's this perfect match. Cool. Mm-hmm. Dick, you've been working on getting your chemistry right for a long time. I have been, yes. This uh, might be the answer. This is, this is the, the, the deal, <laughs> yes. Your balance. So while we're in the nano, this is a pretty cool machine. So this Beckman Coulter, this is a laser diffraction particle analyzer. So that sounds, yeah. So what? Yeah, you knew what, you knew what it, it was. Too, right? yes, uh, yeah. So what we do is while we're doing a bet, we know approximately how much time it takes to get to the size of particle that we want. So when we get there, we stop the machine, we come over, we do a dropper, a gram, and we analyze it. it takes a few minutes to analyze it, and it does this. Keep in mind that the size we're looking for is just over 50 nanometers. To put in your mind how small that is, the smallest bacteria is 200 nanometers. So we're talking about a quarter of the size. We're talking like the size of a virus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what this does is it, it hits it with all these lasers from different angles and has a basically a, a mirror and a receptor in the back 
that can actually analyze the tiny hole in that laser that that particle left. Okay. And it can tell mathematically by the size of that hole what the size of the droplet is. So if it's, say, we run it and it's 70 nanometers, we know we got a little more time to run. So we go there, run another 10 minutes, stop, test it. Okay. We get in the low 50s, we're there. Now, can you get on Amazon and buy this machine? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, where, where do these come? Where yes, do you find these separate, things? Separate. The only place to get, you know, honestly, outside of here where you're going to find this is a handful of universities sure. and pharmaceutical companies. That's Labs only and those kind of things. Correct, so. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll be darned. But that's, that's how we, we do it. And then... Let's just see this test around in here. This was, yeah, they weren't done. So it looks like they were at 71 nits and nanometers. Okay. So mm-hmm. 71.9 nanometers at that point. So you just keep running it until you, you get it to the size that they want. Now here in the very near future, it will have a QR code, which will have the entire lineage of what's in your bottle. Mm-hmm. So you can literally take a QR reader on your phone and scan it. It'll show you the farm it was grown on, the date it was harvested, when the oil was extracted, what the lab report was, were there heavy metals, was there any kind of contaminants, any biological bacteria, anything like that growing on it, the day that we made it. It'll all be on there and what it tested. What was the percentage of CBD? If we said there's 10 milligrams per milliliter, is there 10? Well, here's the test. And although What's that's the part probably not a consumer demand for that, but you're doing it anyway, why Absolutely. not give them the, the pedigree? Yeah. Uh, exactly, and that's the pedigree. Because the government's forcing this compliance eventually it's with coming. everybody. You're right. So we might as well raise the bar as high as yeah. we can get it and with complete clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. And FDA decides to come in, we'll welcome with open arms. Here you yeah. go. It's an open book. Because you're going to say there's no heavy metals in this, or right. it's, or it's not going to sell well. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> There's a little. <laughs> and then there's a, I'll tell you, the, the rest of the test lab is in here. We're in a laboratory, another laboratory. <laughs> yeah, this is our test facility with our in-house chemists where we test every batch. So again, back to the, if I say there's 10 milligrams per milliliter, how do I know if I don't test it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's an HPLC machine, high pressure liquid chromatography, that I can tell you down to one part per five million anything that's in it. So we sit here and we test everything, and that's, you can see, well, you know, hundreds of badge tests here. That is a lot of A lot of work. A lot that's of data. That's literally all she does all day is test batches. Mm-hmm. And says, hey, you know, this is on the money. This one needs to be beefed up. This one needs to be diluted. You know, our goal is to be literally accurate within pharmaceutical standards, even with a biological product. And then everything that comes out of these labs and goes out into the next room and goes actually goes into, into the bottles, bottle. into the product. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Once it's run and we know that it's on the money, mm-hmm. then it gets loaded in the machine a bottle. Okay. Now, how many SKUs did you say you put well, out there's here? There's over 130 different SKUs here. Yeah, and we have another 12 or 15 over the next 60 days. How many of those are ingestible? How many the majority are, are ingestible, um, but keep in mind that we make pet products as well. So okay. there's feline, canine, equine, so not all that's human-based either. You know, so if you look at ingestible, I'd have to count them, but there's probably 60 of those okay. SKUs are human ingestible products. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where is your office? Do you have an office I here, or do you just wander from room here. to room? I, I do. I just do wander. Okay. I truly, honestly do not have an office. Okay. <laughs> And then, in, as we talked about, in roughly two weeks, we'll have the, the fully automated ship area, which will, we're, everybody's really looking forward to. It should greatly increase productivity. Who's coming in to build that in for you? Interestingly enough, that's UPS. Oh, really? Yeah, UPS, the most efficient organized company in the world, has had their engineers out here doing efficiency studies on us for several weeks mm-hmm. and drew up plans, the exact equipment we need, the the proper scanners, the conveyors, down, everything. Oh, we are. Yeah, wow. and they're the guys actually coming out and building it. Okay. So that's an interesting kind of a partnership. It is. I bet you didn't see that one coming. I was shocked. You know, we do do a lot of shipping with UPS. And when they, they showed up and said, hey, we'd like to do this. for," And this is on their dime. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a small investment. But they said, hey, you know, we you're a great partner of ours, and we want to be vested and, and do this with you. We said, well, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I was floored. Who'd have guessed? Who'd have guessed? It's amazing that they have such control of their information to know that you're worth that investment. Correct. Just to be able to identify the fact that you're worth it. Where they show up on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea they even offered anything like that. You know, these these execs showed up and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you. And like, 
Well, sure, okay. You know, I mean, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, you know, I mean, imagine the like, amount of discovery and investment and bringing in people that you don't know. Correct. If you had to do all that planning oh, yourself. Who know, I mean, I'm sure the just risk. The, the risk. Yeah, because you learn by learning what not to do, right? Yeah. You learn by making mistakes. Yeah. You know, when you do something like this, when you're a pioneer, you know, the pioneer is the guy with all the arrows in his back, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> and we got plenty of arrows in our back. I mean, that's how we figured everything out. So I have a great appreciation for what something that sophisticated would have taken for us to do oh, it. Yeah, exactly, and it probably yeah. would have taken a few years to debug it. Oh, right? yeah, exactly. But, sure. But to have somebody like UPS come in here and just plug wow. and play is, is priceless. Really. And he knew them when they came in the door because they had brown shorts on. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, give me some more uh, background on Vince. What's going on here? Yeah, Vince, you're a Kansas City guy, right? I am born and raised uh, Pretty much in Brookside, Waldo area my entire life. Went to Southwest High School. Uh, family had Bill Sanders full service car wash right there at 77th and Warnell. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a variety of businesses in Kansas City uh, from the time I was 18 years old. Tell us a little bit about that. What, uh, you know, what businesses were you in? How did that lead to this? That's a good question, how it led to this. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've done so many different things. And, it, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, you'll do something for several years, and it'll be good, and then you'll move to something else. And you'll think, oh, that was a, a interesting learning experience. But all of these little pieces of information have allowed us to do what we do here. I mean, I've, I've made all kinds of different products, and all that product manufacturing and type skills, R&D, came full fold to doing this you know if i hadn't had those kind of backgrounds i would have never been able to figure it out right and there were no constraints on what you did you just followed your gut right the whole time 100 percent. this was this could not been any more organic or natural I, i say this constantly if ever there was a case of divine intervention or guidance this is it truly i mean it this has just been following along to what i felt or thought the entire time and you're talking about you know the the great people here. Just we have a way of things just falling into place for it. We literally call that the shaman way. Again, having an entrepreneur all my life, I've seen much more things go wrong than right. That's the the normal nature of things, right? Well, this is just the opposite. Although we have our battles and our fights with attorney generals and different people, the vast majority of things break our way in a way disproportionate amount so it's but that could not have happened had you not paid your dues with a million uh, other uh, endeavors yeah, I, I agree I, you know you you feel like uh, you, all these life lessons and karma if you will you kind of paid your dues and now they they came around and i don't know necessarily that i know it's a personal it's when you do something that affects us many people in that great a way mm-hmm. i think it's as natural goodness or all of the universe helping you out. I, truly, that's how you feel. Well, tell us about some of the other uh, endeavors you've undertaken. And- Gosh, I've done everything from um, real estate, car dealerships. Uh, early on, the, I was 18 years old, automotive detail. Uh, we've done, you know, lending. I've done uh, I've so many different things. That uh, Product manufacturing, I've made everything from... Previous to this, the last thing I was doing was uh, e-liquids. I've made teeth whitening products. I've made, you know, I've done a variety of things, very, very disparate, different things in my life. I'm going to make a wild guess and say you probably weren't a big school guy. No, no. that's true. Not a, not a big school <laughs> guy. Not, I was... I was always bored if I, you know, the older I got, the more more trouble or class clown type stuff I was doing. So I had a lot more fun out of school. So I, I definitely was not uh, studious. Some of us are just ready to hit the ground. That's now. right. Just hit the ground running. <laughs> I'll figure it out the hard way. Well, Vince, this has been an unbelievable tour. And uh, I, I just, it's an, it's an amazing success story. And your entrepreneurial story about how this business got started it's it's really cool and, and congratulations on the success and and I want I want to point out I remind everybody that this factory that Dick and I toured is going to be open to the public for tours here in a few months okay yeah and that's going to be a lot of fun because there's stuff here that you won't believe and it's a it's a cool space and uh, when you're here uh, you're at the industry leader really 
in the country, right? We are. We are, you know, one of the very top CBD companies in the world. I mean, the That's, period. Yeah. All right. Well, Vince Sanders of American Shaman, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. And what's the webpage so they can follow the opening and those other information? Sure. So CBDAmericanShaman.com. Well, check that out. Thanks, Vince. And stop by your nearest American shaman store and see if this is right for you. Well, Loy and I will be back again soon with another great entrepreneur, media star, one of our relatives who owes us money, and other assorted personalities. You might love it. You might hate it. It's my favorite freaking show. Yeah.